0: While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, and I'm coming from Roswell, Georgia, where it is hot and sunny. The podcast is to help share topics and guests that will empower you to grow as a confident leader and take your business or your life to the next level. Today, I am happy to welcome Crystal Joukowsky. And Crystal is a teacher and a writer based in Colorado, helping people own their shit and take ownership of their lives. Crystal teaches online and in-person classes meets with clients in individual sessions, and hosts Breathe In, Breathe Out, a weekly mindfulness and meditation podcast. We all could use that more so (laughs) than weekly. We could probably use it daily. (laughs) Our title for today is What Self-Care Really Means and Why It's Crucial. Mm -hmm. Please join me in welcoming Crystal Joukowsky. Hello, thank you for Hello. having me. And I am absolutely honest that we definitely could use this um, self-care. It is crucial. It is important. And we learned that so much so in the last two and a half years now.
0: That, oh gosh, um, right?
1: that it wasn't until people slowed down that they realized how much they needed to take care of themselves.
2: Yeah. We were forced to slow down, which made us all really uncomfortable. A lot of us struggled yeah. with that. <sighs> uh, so, myself.
1: So guilty. Moms, uh, you know, especially, <laughs> you know, moms, the working moms. And,
2: yeah. You know. Some of us got to slow down. Some of us had to speed up because you have those kids at home and you've got to teach them, which means that your life just kind of exploded and you didn't know really what to do. So that I mean, could be a whole new podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but self-care regardless is is one of those paramount things for every one of us. And I, I agree with you that we didn't really fully understand the need for it or how mm-hmm. invaluable it is until something like that, this huge shift comes and says, hey, guess what? You got a problem and you mm-hmm. need to figure it out. I like to say that we are all a finite resource. There's only so much of the you that can go around. And if you don't do something about it ahead of time get out ahead of it then you're going to yeah. be really struggling in the back end so
1: you know in my early years of working i saw and especially because most of the the business owners and and senior leaders were men but i saw when they retired within a year they were gone and it it was Because that lack of self care. So we're not just talking women here. It's also you men out there that need to be conscious of that. Before we get into the heavy stuff, which we will, I want to know what part of country do you of the country do you call home now? Where do you live? 100%
2: 100% Colorado. It is heart and home. I've been here 20 years and I, I went somewhere else for a very short period of time. And I said, huh, I found myself <laughs> right back here, settled in. So Colorado all the way. Are there.
1: you Denver or small town? I'm outside
2: of, I'm outside of Boulder and we're very, rural. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Beautiful area. Too much snow for me. <laughs> You know, people say
2: that, but there's not as much snow as you would think. And most of the time it melts off the very next day. And I shouldn't tell people that because that's kind of a secret um, and more people move here when they realize that it's just amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing.
1: I had a good friend and her parents lived in a small town. I think it was uh, Durango or yes. And they had to go to a mountain pass to get to their house of which there were times where they couldn't get to her house because the yes. mountain pass was not passable so that's no. and i live more on the
2: plains so if you ah. are in the mountains you are absolutely you're struggling but i live out on the plains so the mountains get all the snow and i get to look at it and enjoy it exactly. but personally uh-huh give me the sun yes yes
1: <laughs> i'm all that I'm looking out at the sun right now. (laughs) Okay. So now we're going to get in the heavy stuff. Can someone beat and avoid burnout? Is it doable?
2: Absolutely. 100%. I guarantee you. Yes. You want to know how? how? How?
1: (laughs) Don't just leave me there. Yes. No one. Um, How is it that we avoid and beat? The
2: first thing I want everyone to understand is that you have more than one body. You have a spiritual body, which is your connection to a higher power, whatever that higher power is for you. You have your mental body. It's your thoughts, your physical body that you're experiencing life through, and then your emotional body. And the thing with burnout is that it can happen in any one of these or all of them. And if you understand that you have different bodies, different centers, then you can say, where am I burning out and what am I doing? So the very first thing I tell people to do is tune in. What is going on? What is out of alignment? What needs help? Did you forget to eat today because you (laughs) had too many things going on? And right now... (laughs) Right now you're hangry. Did you forget to take a nap? And realistically, a nap is what would have helped you get through the rest of the day? Do you need to cry because you have some emotion that's pent up? What body needs a little help, a little nourishment and support? And then you can address that. So I tell people if you want to beat burnout, the first thing you have to do is tune in. Yeah.
1: You have what? To recognize.
2: Yeah. You have to say, I I'm worthy enough of getting Mm. something, some need met. And after you've said, I'm worthy enough to get that need met. Okay. Now, what is it that you need? Yeah. What will help you through this? And after you've done that, the next one is say yes. Mm. Everybody says you're supposed to say no, say no to one thing. No, 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 no. I want you to say yes. I want you to say yes to you. Yes. Mm. To one thing that you need that will help you out in this moment, Granted, that might mean that you're saying no to putting something else on your plate, but the reality is let's be a little more positive and upbeat, right? Burnout means that you're sliding down into this negative abyss and we want to pull you up. So say yes to one thing, say yes to you. It may be no to someone else, but yes to you. And the one thing that you need. And then the third thing I tell people is to communicate and communication does not necessarily be me talking to you. Mm -hmm. Communication can be journaling and writing it down to get it out. Communication can be listening to some uplifting music or a Mm -hmm. podcast, something that will help get you out of that weight and inspire you to move forward. And it can be communicating to somebody else. Hey, I need a little help. Can you come over and assist me? Or I really just need to vent. Can you just (laughs) listen to me while I get it off my chest? Communication, it's so many different things and it's so big and round and yet it's, paramount. Like if you don't communicate in some way, whether it's to yourself or to somebody else that you have
1: this need and you need to fill it, then you're just never going to fill it. So yeah. a couple of things come to mind. I, I remember whenever I was working for an accounting firm and I knew that from January till, you know, April 15th, I was going to be crazy. And mm-hmm. so I would October, November, go to the beach and there would be hardly anyone on the beach cause it's not warm. And yeah. that quiet, that solitude, that sound of the ocean just put me in the frame that I could get through that January mm-hmm. to April timeframe. Mm-hmm. I love it. But it's giving yourself permission. Yeah. And, and also the other thing you talk about mindset, the and communication, the, the people around you are so impactful. And if you have people that are negative, they need to leave. (laughs) Yeah, there
2: is no reason to keep them so... um keep their volume turned up in your realm if so to speak because you don't need that Um, we all need a little bit more uplifting and joy and we all need a vibe up and we can't do that when there's somebody around us kind of pulling us down (laughs) I always say do you get more out of the relationship like are you do you leave the relationship feeling uplifted and excited or do you leave it feeling drained and if you leave it feeling drained then okay let's tune in because you could be burning out with that relationship what do you need how can you help yourself? How can you say yes to you? And it shifts the whole thing. So I agree with you. Absolutely, <laughs> There are those people.
1: So whenever you say meditation, people sometimes go, Ooh. what are some misconceptions of meditation? So don't strike me down. I do not
2: believe that meditation has to be the lotus pose and <laughs> you're just sitting there quietly with your brain running everywhere. That's BS to me. I think that people need to open their minds and completely transform the concept of meditation. Mm-hmm. I tell people that meditation is anything that helps you tune out to the rest of the world and tune in to you. Mm -hmm. meditation could be taking a shower and letting all of the crap from the day wash down the drain. And you get to have that moment. You get to tune out. Nobody's going to call you when they're in the shower. You don't have to take those phone calls. You don't have to be on your laptop. It might be washing dishes. It might be sanding wood, (laughs) whatever works for you to clear your brain out. Some people it's running and just running, listening to their breath helps them tune out the world and tune into themselves. So Mm -hmm. Forget what you think meditation is quote unquote supposed to be right. and start tuning into what will help you find that peace. It might be that a podcast or soothing music or a walking, mm. just a walk in the nature or a walking meditation yeah. will help you. So I tell people, write down, take a take a notebook and just write down everything that you enjoy, everything that you can find peace doing, and it might be something that you did when you were a little kid that you want to try to start doing again now that will rekindle that flame and you get to let go of everything, just open up and let it happen, what feels right, what feels good. Some days it may be that you want to sit quietly because you just, there's too many things coming in. And another day, it may be that you want to color a mandala and another day you might want to go to the gym because lifting weights helps you let go of the world. You don't have to do the same thing all the time. Mm -hmm. It's not one size fits all. It's absolutely unique to you. You, who you are, what you need, where you're at in this moment of time, what works, and sometimes you'll
1: find that that lotus pose is the bomb. <laughs> I, I remember uh, that coloring books came for adults came back maybe eight years ago, or and and I thought, oh, this is awesome because you just focused, you know, for that little bit of time on creating something and and then that satisfaction of what you've created and uh so coloring books are still awesome for adults i just want to say
2: (laughs) i agree i even have free coloring books on my website there you go (laughs) We've created them. We're like, hey, people, let's return to child color because that might be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even have like those coloring books in my studio. So a yeah. client comes in and after we have a session, if they just want to process and color, go
1: for it. Yeah,
2: Cuddle up in a teddy bear and go for it.
1: Yes. If you've got a full stress day, uh, coloring does not use any brain cells that you could just focus on the colors and that that's awesome. Yeah. All right. What are the stories you tell yourself and how can you change them? Hmm.
2: So the stories we tell ourselves are most often stories that we have been told and then we've adopted Mm -hmm. as our own. So like the, I'm not good enough story is absolutely somebody else has been talking to you and telling you, you need to do better. You need to get better grades. You need to Drive better, you need to have a better job, you need to make more income, you need to do this, you need to do that. It's the stories that we have heard from society, from parents, from religion, from everyone around us saying, This is what you quote unquote should be or should do. And we hear it so much that we eventually adopt them for ourselves Mm. and we say, Yeah, you're right. I probably should do that. And I probably should do that. And the problem with that is that then we're living everybody else's life and not our own. Mm -hmm. in that manner, none of us are living authentically because Mm -hmm. we're listening to all of those voices and all of those stories that we've been telling ourselves for so long. If we stop and take a moment and say, you know what, what do I truly want? What do I truly feel? The fact of the matter is your own inner voice, your higher self, the truth that is your authentic truth Mm -hmm. is going to be nothing but loving and encouraging and supportive. Nothing but uplifting and helpful in that. So I tell people, hey, whenever that voice comes in and says, you need to da da or you're not good enough, I tell people to argue with it. You want to bet? I am good enough. I did this and I did that and I did that. So you can just shut up and leave me alone and I'm going <laughs> to live on this realm over here. And it's great because what you're doing is you're actually quieting that voice and you're giving yourself a reason to start listening to your own voice, which means that then you get to fully dive into your truth and your Mm. heart and your emotions and say, that's right. Because you know, you're beautiful. You know that you're strong. You know that you're capable. All these other voices have said you aren't, but they're lying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. How can you bring your mind, body, and spirit into alignment? Mm. That goes back to what I was talking about in the very beginning
2: with, with, um, burnout and how you have these four bodies. It's not just one, it's not three, we have four bodies. And when you pay attention to those bodies and when you pay attention to the self-care that each one of them needs, Mm -hmm. You're less anxious. I, a story I tell people because it really illustrates the whole bringing you into alignment is a panic attack in the airport, which I experienced, right? Mm. And I'm stressed out. I'm frustrated. My hands are sweating. My mind is racing. I'm frustrated and irritable with everybody around me Mm -hmm. because it was during COVID and nobody was following the rules, wear your mask over your mouth and nose. And, um, my, I, like, I just wanted to cry. And my husband stopped me and looked at me and said, honey, what's going on? What do you need? And I said, I'm having a panic attack. And he goes, what do you need? And I said, give me a second. So he parked me against a wall out of the walkway of everyone else. Mm -hmm. And I closed my eyes and I tuned into my higher self because they're always going to have the answers for you. And I said, what do I need? My higher self said, put your AirPods in and listen to some music. So I put my AirPods in and I started playing my favorite station, my favorite playlist and it calmed my heart and it stopped racing and I wasn't sweating as bad Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to cry anymore because I was relaxing physically. I was letting go Mm -hmm. and mentally, because I had closed my eyes and I wasn't staring at all of these people and I wasn't freaking out so much, Mm -hmm. my mind calmed down. So just by doing this one thing, I was able to bring my heart, my mind, my physical body, and my emotions all into alignment and say, no, I'm here and everything's okay. This can be applied to so many different things. Say you want to go to a party. And for some reason, you're feeling anxious about this party. You don't know why, but you're like, "Ah, I'm not sure I want to go. If you stop and you tune in and you say, okay, why? Am I all discombobulated? Why am I out of alignment? Because out of being out of alignment is just a discomfort, a dis-ease somewhere. You're like, uh. so if you stop and you tune in and you ask what's really going on, well, maybe it's that, you know, somebody's going to be there that you kind of had a fight with the last time you saw them and you're not really thrilled with having to meet them. Okay. How <laughs> can you deal with that? what can you do beforehand? Maybe it's that physically you're concerned that there won't be food for you to eat because you have dietary restrictions. Okay. What could you do about that? Eat something before, take a snack with you. So they're just simple. And it all comes back down to self-care. It all comes back to tuning into your own needs and then intentionally taking steps towards meeting those needs. And it can be for any one of those bodies, like your spiritual body, we can be out of alignment spiritually. And we just really need to tune into our higher power. You may need to go to worship service. Mm -hmm. You may need to go lay on the grass and connect with the mother earth for a little while. Spiritually, you may need to meditate, whatever it is that helps you come back into alignment and bring that better understanding.
1: So yeah, that's, I want to (laughs) go. Uh, I lost what else I was going to say. No, very good. How can journaling help you shift into a more authentic life? And we did touch on this, but again, I think journaling is a lot like meditation. Some people think, I don't know if I could do that. So let's talk about journaling. Journaling has, journaling has this overarching
2: feeling of weight and purpose. Like you have to do this because posterity is going to read it or you're supposed to. And it's, it's more of a have to than a want to. And I think a lot of us have kind of turned off and said, I don't want to write for future people. This is stupid. Um, and I feel like it's, it's, it's so unique, you'll just like meditation, because I have like six different journals. I have voice memos that are journals because Mm -hmm. I think I have an inspiration and I'm like, I'm just going to do a voice memo on that and call it good. I have a journal in my laptop. That's all of my musings and writings and stuff. I have handwritten journals that are notes about this or that or the other, and they're all over the place. One journal is this huge, it's stories and another journal is bullet points another journal is just pictures mm-hmm. a journal gets to look however you want it to look and realistically it's helping you understand yourself better i also like to tell people that if you put if you put a purpose and an intention behind what you're doing you recognize that there's an end to it if you say i'm supposed to journal every day of my life that's just miserable <laughs> It's not fun. If you turn around and say, you know what, for right now, I really want to write my life experiences or for right now, I want to write to my grandchild that's on the way. And I want her to know this kind of stuff. Maybe you want to write to parents that you, because they passed Mm -hmm. a while ago, maybe you want to get to know yourself deeper and you're, unsure of where to start. So you start going online and you just look for free journaling prompts that are asking you questions about what did you love about your childhood and what didn't you mm-hmm. like about your childhood? What are you glad that you learned? What are, some, um, what are some personal beliefs that you're grateful that you have at this point in time? Give your journals, rename them, give them a different purpose and a different thought and a different opportunity. You can have a dream journal. You can have an emotion journal today was you can have a scribble journal where you're just frustrated (laughs) and let it go. Basically what I'm saying is obviously write and get it out. When we keep it all in, it just grows and it cannot be released and free and, and it just increases your anxiety, your frustration, your irritation if you take that same thing and you're, I'm going to let this out, you have an outlet, you have some peace and you find that you can let it all go. And all of that upset and emotion can be left on the page and removed from your heart. And you get to move on lighter and with more ease because you found a way to release what was there. Some people Mm -hmm. rip that page out and burn it. It's yeah, I was angry. I was frustrated. I just wanted to get rid of that stuff. So they rip that, they write it, they get it all out. All of that emotion is there and then they burn it and it feels so good. So good to finally just bye. You're not mine anymore.
1: I don't have to carry you. So- Whenever I was coaching um, some of my region advisor or some of my district leaders as when I was a region advisor, I, that I often told them, you know, when you're talking to someone on the phone or on Zoom, always have a pat. And just, if you're frustrated, just write those words down, those frustration words down, you know, as you're smiling, just write them down. And then, as you said, it's, it just feels you so wonderful to just crumble it up on in a ball and throw it away. And it just releases it rather than keeping it inside.
2: Yeah. There's no reason to hold on to it. There's or, so much.
1: Or saying at that moment, what you're feeling, because then that could explode into something that doesn't need to happen. Right. And you can find, this has come up a couple of
2: times lately where people have asked me, well, I need to have a really tough conversation and I don't know how to do it. So what am I going to do? And I say, okay, I want you to write down everything, all of the emotion that's behind it and all Mm -hmm. of the crap that you've got to touch on. And then after you've done that, I want you to take a break. And then I want you to come back and just look at the facts. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Because then you can leave the emotion over here and you can say, okay, these are the facts. And then you have to look at the outcome. What's the outcome that I desire? And you can write about the outcome. It's a different kind of journaling. And yet it helps you process and get through a really challenging issue when you have to deal with somebody. So it's beautiful. Yeah.
1: I used to just call that role play before you do it. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Let the dog be that person. And and you can just say all those things to the dog and then you go in real life. (laughs) What is your sacred pulse and how do you tap into it? Oh,
2: we live on a very, very cyclical planet that's just the way life is and no matter what your gender no matter who you are we are all subject to rhythms mm-hmm. and pulses your daily rhythm you get up ready go to work you're mm-hmm. at work then you come home and you finish your evening and then you go to bed it is a rhythm it is a pulse yeah. the thing is that we all have this if you will overarching or governing rhythm that is bigger than a single day it's generally smaller than a year and that rhythm feeds into how we're feeling and how we're doing for a menstruating human. It's obviously that 30 to 60 day
1: Mm -hmm. pulse.
2: And they know that this time is going to come around where they really kind of want to be withdrawn and left alone. (laughs) Yes. Every human has this. I have worked with men and women and non-gender that have all found this pulse. And when you Mm. learn how to listen to it, learn how to understand it, learn how to work with it, work with it. it yes. yes, work with it. It means that when you are in that space of, I just need some time for myself, you recognize that it's there. And instead of being frustrated that you really don't want to be social, or you're supposed to go to this or that or the other, you acknowledge it and say, you know what, it's okay that I take a break. Because right now my body is in that spot, that part of my pulse saying it's time to rest and regenerate. Mm-hmm. It's time to pull back a little bit. And if you do have to go out and you do have to be with people, it means that at the end of the day, when you come home, you're able to do additional self-care to help you boost yourself Mm -hmm. back up. It's not only for females i need people to understand that because every one of us is subjected to this every one of us deals with it it's Mm -hmm. that time when your hair is fabulous and then the time when your hair is just (laughs) won't do a damn thing it's that cycle of when you feel clumsy or when you feel really confident and strong it's the cycle of i really love meats and and warm inducing foods right now no i just want salads right now it it feeds into every single activity. It's the, I really want to go to the gym and work out and feel strong and muscular. And then other times I'd rather just go for a gentle hike or relax a little bit. When you recognize it, when you understand it, you can prepare for it. And then in those moments when you would otherwise be less productive, you're just as productive because you prepared for it. And you were like, that's coming around the corner. So instead of pushing really hard right now, I'm going to try to preserve some of my energy so that I can work through it and come out on the other side. I'm going to prep some lunches so that next week I'm not going without them when I'm really in my most need of having good, healthy food.
1: And it all ties to everything we talked about, self-care, talking about the things that we say to ourselves, the you know, need for meditation, journaling, or something to get those thoughts out. So it all ties so well together.
2: Yeah, they all nestle together. Mm -hmm. And if we take that moment to learn about them and work with them, life is so much smoother. It is so much easier. And it means that you relax into those moments where you want to regenerate. And then you are so much more enthusiastic and excited. (laughs) I can't even talk because I get so excited about it, but you're more enthusiastic and able to just really enjoy what is coming when you are in that outward and expansive phase.
1: And you are also more of an enjoyable person to Mm -hmm. all those around you. (laughs) Yes. Yes, absolutely. And that can, that contagious, you know, attitude, it, it it spreads around the room. So.
2: Yeah. We found that my husband actually has a three month pulse. Mm -hmm. And when he's in that um, withdrawal phase Mm -hmm. of his pulse, he, we don't communicate very well. He's kind of forgetful. He, um, he really doesn't want responsibilities, but he does want friends and social time. And Mm -hmm. now that we know that that's coming around, it's, Oh, okay. Well, let's have some friends over and let's have a barbecue or Mm -hmm. let's just have some tea with some friends or whatever that works. But knowing it means that when he comes into it and I come into it, we don't get irritated with each other because we recognize we have more compassion for one another. So not only understanding your own pulse and what your own needs are for self-care, it helps you understand your partners as well. And your relationship just blooms and grows because now you understand each other on an even deeper level and you know how to help self-care and you know how to nurture and support each other and you avoid burnout and all of the other things just kind of roll into each other. It's really beautiful and fantastic. We just have to make that one little effort to step (laughs) out, which means we're stepping in and saying yes.
1: It is flown by the time. Time for rapid fire. Okay. So whenever I say breathe in, breathe out. Besides your podcast, what does that make you think? Peace. I get a pause. I just get a moment. I know whenever I teach people to be more comfortable speaking, that's one of the things I always have to remember, remind people is you gotta take a breath. Allow yourself to pause. Breathe mm-hmm. in, breathe out. Yeah. We didn't talk about the fact that you have a theater background. Always people in theater have a great story. So what's your best theater story that you can tell us in a minute or less?
2: Oh, in a minute or less. You know what? Theater, minute or less theater has always been very cathartic for me, and it has helped me um, process through challenges in my life, (laughs) and I was literally in a play that was about a very religious woman leaving her husband at the same time that it it opened the night that my first, that my divorce was final and I had freedom. And it was absolutely ridiculous. And I tell you, every show has been like that ever since. And it's amazing to me. Theater is such a gift. It is so healing and wonderful and accepting and beautiful. There you go. That's my favorite.
1: Uh, Awesome. So what are some tools to become your own magic pill?
2: Mm. Stop pointing the finger at everyone else. Take a moment to recognize your own emotions, where you're at and what you need. Recognize that you are absolutely worth it. And mm. if you start valuing, valuing yourself, other people will see that and they will give you the same treatment and the same respect that you're giving yourself. It all starts
1: with you oh. inside and out.
0: Awesome.
1: Authentic, fulfilling life. (laughs) Mm. When you say those words,
2: I see grounding, I see joy, I see peace, and I see love. I Mm. see this compassionate acceptance of ourselves and the people around us, which then ripples to other people. And it's a gift. That we give ourselves first. And wouldn't the world be amazing <laughs> if we all did that? Like, ugh, mm-hmm. authentic. If we were all authentic and accepting, that would be fantastic.
1: Giving yourself permission to be vulnerable oh. and not perfect,
2: terrifying mm-hmm. and healing.
1: Yeah. What advice would you give your 20-year-old self?
2: (laughs) It's going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's going to be okay. Take Mm -hmm. a breath. It's going to be okay. (laughs) All right. It is time now for those of you that are just listening in to grab your pencil and pen or paper, we are going to share the screen to be able to give her contact information and also talk about free gifts. So her website is HTTPS forward slash forward slash. And I would add www.krystaljakosky.com. Crystal She is on Facebook. She is on YouTube. She's on Instagram. She is on Pinterest. She is on TikTok. She is everywhere. But I'm sure if you go to her website, you can click on any of those icons to be able to connect to social media or just by searching her name, Crystal Jakowski, you will be able to find her. I'd like you, Crystal, to just talk about your online course It's your gift.
2: Mm. Online course is intro to you and it literally it takes you through guided meditations and a whole bunch of journaling prompts so that you can connect actually with your higher self and your mental, physical, emotional bodies. It's a beautiful way to really start on that self-care journey by getting more in tune with yourself instead of the rest of the world. And mm-hmm. we'll give your listeners a 10% off with the code of confidence. Okay.
1: So again, that is going to crystaljakowski.com slash intro to you social and the, co- the code that you want to use is confidence to get 10% off. Well, our time has come today to an end, but I want to thank Crystal for being such a wonderful guest. Uh, we received a lot of great tips, tools, insights that will help us all to be better people, and also to just really to get to that authentic, fulfilling life that we all desire, remembering to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So until the next time we get together, remember life is a journey and it is up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off.
0: Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling